Excuse me, um, can you tell me how to get to Hart Street? Hmm. Hart Street. All right, you go down three lights, right? You get on Bush Highway. You go past Vagina Street. You're going to get off that dick. You're going to make a left on dick, right? You're going to run right in the walls. The next block is Click Boulevard. But you got to be careful. It's kind of wet down there. You're going past Guts now. That should take you to Tits Project. My man Balls and them be, out, be around there somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, the heart is around there somewhere. So, Or you could go 45 minutes. You could take Butt Avenue to, to Hershey Highway. You know what I mean? Up spine and 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 you be at you be at the you, you be at the mouth. You be at you be at the mouth of the the mouth of the tunnel right there. You know what I mean? Fucking pervert. <laughs> Yo, so we really gotta have a conversation about Ghostface because he's like underrated when it comes to skits, rapping. His catalog is underrated. Everything is just underrated with Ghostface. So we really we really should do a segment. Uh, maybe one episode later on down the line about Ghostface. For sure, uh, for sure. Because he, he, you know, he got a lot of stuff. I know he comes from a past era. Not a lot of people are probably familiar with his work. But mm -hmm. uh, and we got we to gotta have a conversation about Ghostface. Uh, funny story. Um, we actually have a, a funny, funny meet and greet story about Ghostface. Uh, we met uh, Ghostface and Raekwon. Um, how many years ago was that? Maybe five years ago at the 20th? Yeah. About five years ago, yeah. Five years ago. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and tell that story. Oh, man. <laughs> that story was so funny because uh, we were just thinking we were just going to meet them, uh, Raekwon and Ghostface, but they actually brought us in the room. It was actually offering us food, drinks, alcohol, actually. I was like, that's <laughs> crazy. Like, I, I was not expecting that to happen. Um, and Raekwon was more of a talking to everybody. Ghostface was just on the side, on the couch, just in his phone, really kind of acting like nobody was there. So I was just like, oh, snap. Ghostface is just kind of reserved. I low-key was kind of nervous. I was like, I don't know if I need to ask for a picture or not, but I did, and I got a picture, thank God. But uh, yeah, Ghostface was kind of like, uh, in a, it looked like he was in the mode, like, don't talk to me, don't bother me. I, it was just kind of weird, but he was cool nonetheless. And Raekwon was just, he was talking to everybody. And uh, he was telling me and Tim to do like homework on hip hop as far as music, go back in the 80s and early 90s and listen to all this diff all these different people. And uh, it was a, it was a great experience. It was probably one of the best shows we've ever been to, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, yeah, Ghostface, man, I, I just remember sitting there and not wanting to approach him because he looked like a <laughs> like a drug a drug kingpin and um i just i didn't you know i didn't know what was going to happen i didn't know if he was going to like smack both of us or i <laughs> but uh we did it we made it happen we took the picture i don't think i ever posted that picture either uh that's that's one of those that i uh hold near and dear to my heart ghost faces mm -hmm. uh top five to me of all time mm-hmm but yeah, that's uh that's our little ghost face story. But you know, welcome to episode two of the TNT podcast. TNT, 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 TNT. We are here, your friendly neighborhood commentators. Uh, I'm Timothy. Y'all already know me. Uh, Talorian. I'm gonna let him introduce himself, like always. Yes, yeah, Talorian. It's the TNT podcast. Uh, for uh, episode two, and uh, yeah, let's get it, man. Let's let's talk about it. 
Yeah, so a lot of a lot of interesting things have been going on. And you know, I'm I don't know about y'all, but this quarantine thing, it's it's <laughs> been the best thing that, that's happened to me, you know, since shit, I don't even know. Uh, you know. a lot of amazing things that have been going on. Uh we got the 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 Tory Lanes quarantine radio, we got uh rappers and MC uh I'm sorry, rappers and producers doing beat battles and mm-hmm. yeah we're getting so much content and and we even had uh drake come through and drop his own version of the tootsie roll like he, he gave <laughs> the tootsie exactly roll. exactly and, and he even did it in the michael jackson voice to yeah you know, but, but i fuck with drake for that he's capitalizing off of you know you know he's being smart he's he's being smart he's being the Drake that we know that he can be. Um, but you know, you know what I've been wanting to ask you, man, like you're in, you're in Cali. Like what's, what's the weather like out there in Cali? The weather's actually great right now. Like actually perfect. It's uh what in the 70s, like what, like 72, something like that. 72. That That's not bad. Cause I'm, I'm asking because the weather down here in Texas is trash. Like it's <laughs> trash. Yeah. It's, it, cold one day it's hot the next day and you know you already know how texas weather goes it don't make mm-hmm. no kind of sense at all yeah real bipolar weather you know it's kind of crazy yeah. yeah but uh one of the most interesting things that uh, that's happened during this quarantine uh like i said earlier is the uh the the battles that have been going on on instagram live um uh, thanks mm-hmm. to uh swiss beats and timberland they actually kind of you know promoted this you know, a, a month back, I want to say, and you know, mm-hmm. everybody's just been kind of pitching in and kind of um, coming up with their own battles in a creative way. We had T Pain and Lil John. Uh, we had Boy Wanda and Hit Boy. Um, we had. I even saw one. It was, uh, I think, it was the Dream and Sean Garrett. Yep, I, yep, I heard about that one. I think some um, some R and B artists had like a. Uh, they were playing songs that they wrote, and I think that's what the R and B artists were doing, and uh, that was that was entertaining too. I didn't get to see all of them, but the ones that I did see or catch uh, a few glimpses of, uh, those are really good. But the Sean Garrett one and uh, the Dream that was uh, pretty good. I caught a couple, uh, a few minutes of that one. It was really good. Yeah, I need to go back and uh, actually watch uh, that one. That's the one that I actually didn't get to. Uh, get a glimpse on. I, I saw a part of the uh, the T Pain and the Lil John, and man, when I saw that, I was just like, it's gonna be difficult for anybody to go against T Pain because do you know how many hits T Pain had? I thought uh, about that too because when I was watching it, I was like, uh, I was like, dang, T Pain and Lil John. I'm like, I know Lil John got a lot of hits, but then again, T Pain has a lot of hits. He might have surpassed Lil John when it came to hits. I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, yeah, I definitely would say that T-Pain surpassed Lil John. I mean, Lil John, he was playing, you know, and it's funny, too, because I watched the beginning of theirs, and they just kind of got right to it. Like, at the very beginning, Lil, Dro- uh, Lil John uh, started off with the Get Low, and T-Pain started with, he started, what did T- oh, T- T-Pain started with Good Life, uh, Kanye, Good Life. Oh, yeah, so, I did hear that yeah. Yeah, man. So they were they were really getting to it. So T Pain, that would be that would be a scary one. Uh, the the one that I was most interested to see before we get uh, jump into the RZA and the DJ Premier was the uh, Swiss Beats and the Timbaland one. Mm, um, yes. Did you get a chance to, to watch any of that? 
Uh, I did. Yeah, the there was actually some really good ones. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know who. I might say Timberland won that one. Maybe I don't know. Like Timberland was playing nothing but hits, and for a second, it almost seemed like it was a Leah versus Beyonce thing going on. And uh, I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like the Swiss Beats hits, and then. Timbaland got a lot of hits. Like Timbaland got a lot of R and B, like R and B and pop hits. Like he got Justin Timberlake, Genuine, Aaliyah. Then he got Missy. Like he was playing some good stuff. So I don't know. Do, do you like? Did you have a a winner in that Swiss Beats versus Timbaland one? Yo, you you already know with me all day. Like I, I'm Swiss Beats all day. He's he's the Rough Rider. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, <laughs> DMX guy, Jay Z guy, which. It's crazy because Timberland also has a lot, a lot of Jay-Z stuff, too. So it was very, very interesting to see them go back and forth because there was a moment there where I want to say Swizz had dropped some beats that he did on Beyonce's B-Day album. Mm-hmm. And then and then Timberland responded with uh, Drunken Love from that Beyonce album. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's cool, like, oh, man. That's yeah, cool, man. We got a battle here. And then, you know, like you said, he was doing a lot of R. Uh, Timberland was doing a lot of R&B. He did a lot of Aaliyah stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of this, you know, he did. He pulled out some genuine stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you already know once once DMX get in, gets into his Rough Rider, DMX, early Jay-Z bag, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, done. it's a done deal right there. So I'm, 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 I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with Swiss Beats on this one, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know who to choose because it's like when I was hearing uh, when I was hearing Timberland. He was he was playing uh I don't know if it was either him or if it was Swiss that played a song or two off of Magna Carta Holy Grill. And I forgot that both of them were on that album. And I was Back. just like, oh man, like who do you even choose out of this battle? But uh am I yeah, going to or Swiss? I'm it's know. it's difficult, man. It's difficult because even when even when Timberland uh, put on that uh, dirt off your shoulder beat. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I, ooh, see, I don't. That's that's what I be talking about when it comes to Timberland. I don't know. It's like he got R and B songs, but man, he could hit you with a a hard one when it comes to hip hop too. Uh, yeah, I'm, like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go with Timberland on that. Like, I'm I'm gonna go with Timberland. Oh, that's good. that's good. That we're uh, divided on that one. That's that's yeah. good. I like that. I'm, I'm gonna uh, go with Timberland. Another another interesting thing that I actually wanted to point about point out about these battles is that a lot of people are actually able to get knowledge as to where these records actually came from and where they're being made from. Um, you know, I was speaking with uh, or talking to uh, Raquel, my fiance, for y'all who don't know, uh, Raquel is my fiance. Um, I was talking to her um, the other day when I was watching the Swiss Beats and Timbaland battle and she wasn't. Um, she she didn't know that uh Swiss Beats was the one who did the uh the DMX uh what's the record? What's the record yeah, that everybody Rough, crazy Rough Riders? The yeah, the Rough Rider anthem. She did she didn't know that he did that. So I think it's really, really good that they're actually doing this because a lot of people are able to get a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. on on where these records came from, who produced these records, the, these legendary producers who we don't I don't want to say we don't give credit to, but you know, just the, just the people that are behind the magic. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. But uh, the the one the one that I that that I was most amazed <laughs> was Rizza and DJ Premier. 
So, man. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into this conversation, I actually saw a lot of people had a lot of reservations about this. And this is something that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was very, very, very interesting. Um, A lot of people didn't really know how Rizzo was going to kind of, you know, measure up to uh, DJ Premier because Mm -hmm. Rizzo really only produced for one era of music. He only really did all of Wu-Tang, you know, while DJ Premier was doing Biggie. He was doing J. Rue the Damager. He was doing Nas. He was doing, he had some stuff on Reasonable Doubt. Mm -hmm. So did did you, did that kind of, like, did you kind of have your reservations about that or did you even think about that? Uh, actually, I, mm, I don't know if I have reservations about it. Uh, I was just wondering, I guess I was just wondering, like, what side were people going to pick? Were they going to say DJ Premier because of the different, like, the different rappers that he produced for? Or were they going to just say, or were they going to say Rizzo just because, you know, they were super huge Wu-Tang, like, fans or whatever? And I was like... I don't know, but no, I, I just I was just really wondering, I guess, from a fan standpoint, uh, who would people choose and would it be Rizzo because of all the Wu-Tang or would it just be DJ Premier because of the different rappers? So, uh, but not, yeah. that, that was that was really my thought process behind uh, them going against each other. But I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, that was that was definitely one for the books. I think that night um, you know, I put up a couple of tweets where I was saying, you know, hip hop won. You know, the whole entire culture won that night. That was an amazing, phenomenal performance from the both of them. You know, it really it really puts things into, into perspective and it really kind of reminds you all of the, the songs and all of the hits that these guys really, really have in their in their catalog. And it's, it's really crazy. Like when you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like and the, the crazy thing about Wu-Tang is Wu-Tang, they're so lyrical, like th- them as a group in individuals even the individual albums that they have they're so lyrical that they don't try to change up for radio it's almost a thing where they'll just put out music and if it catches if the radio catches on to it that's what it was like in the 90s or maybe even if they put out an album today it's just a thing where they're gonna rap the way they rap and talk about the things they talk about and it's if uh, the radio is with it they don't care they still gonna put out the music but they know they have a big fan base and just dedicated fans so that's what i really love about wu-tang and hearing rizza play all of this music from wu-tang and the different uh them as a uh as a click and the different just them individually hearing them uh their music individually so that was also awesome about the awesome thing about rizza playing wu-tang's music yeah man and you know, RZA, he he did, you know, he did all the solo stuff. He did all the group stuff. But one thing that's crazy that I didn't even really think about until up and up until yesterday, maybe um, a lot of people don't know that um, I want to say in 90, uh, 95, 96 ish RZA's house flooded um, and he lost all of his beats. So it's crazy to think that with all of the beats that he lost, we still were able to get all of the fire that he produced. And, and it, just, it really makes me think like, what the hell did he have in the stash that he, that, that we didn't hear? Same. It's like, Oh my God. I'm thinking about the music we could have had. That's insane to think about. Yeah, man. But you know, RZA, RZA is a mastermind. He's a genius. Uh, DJ premier is a genius. 
so I guess we should just jump into the rounds, man. Like the first round, they kind of started off kind of heavy. So round number one, uh, Rizzo went with the Liquid Swords record from the Liquid Swords album, and uh, DJ Premier went with the intro A Million and One Questions from In My Lifetime Volume 1. <laughs> two, two heavy hitters in, in the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So mm-hmm. if, if you had to judge it off of round one, because intro, intro A Million and One, that's the, uh, the motherfuckers can't rhyme no more about crop. Oh, man. Oh man! Now that I'm thinking about that, that my, oh, oh, who am I choosing? I, I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give that round to Jay because that that beat that beat is crazy because that that's the record where it hit, he's uh rapping with that that fast flow in the beginning and then the beat stops and switches and then he Ooh. goes into that relaxed flow. I'm gonna have to go with Jay on that one. That that's the that's the one I'm gonna have to go with Jay on because that, yeah. that that record is insane. Like. Yeah, and that album, man, that album is is I think one of, one of Jay's most underrated. It was it used to be my favorite Jay album, and then you know it's crazy. I kind of go back and forth with Jay, man. One day I'll listen to Volume One and I'll be like, man, I love this. This is great. But then I'll listen to uh, Blueprint One, and then I'll be like, yeah, this is my favorite Jay album of all time. But then I'll turn on the Black album and I'll hear a song like Threats, and I'm just like, man, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know either. Um, I don't know as far as um. Jay, I, I go back and forth too because Blueprint One is one of my favorite Jay albums. That might be my favorite Jay album. It's it, yeah, it, it goes back and forth for me. Yeah, Blue Blueprint One. That was that that was it. Like that that was the that was the Jay Z. That that was Jay Z saying, "I'm here and I'm here to stay and I ain't going nowhere." And like all, I'm running all you rap niggas. Like y'all are mine. Like that was it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. So we gonna we agree we agree on on round one that's going to Jay. So I'm gonna take it I'm gonna take it to round to round three. This one's gonna be rather interesting because this one had one of your favorite MCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was uh, Maria, the record Maria off of the uh, Wu Tang Forever album, which mm-hmm. is you know I don't encourage anybody to go listen to that record. It's very very misogynistic, but you know listen at your own risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that record went against um, most deaf mathematics. Woo! Oh, 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 oh my God! Okay, uh, I I hope this don't make it seem like I'm being biased, but I'm I'm gonna have to go with most on that one just because that record in particular, he's talking about so many things that I've thought about, uh, just in the world, just thinking like he talks about, he talks about. A pandemics, epidemics, almost like he was actually speaking into the future. Almost, it was insane. So that I'm, I'm gonna have to yeah. choose. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to choose most on that. I'm gonna have to yeah, I, I can, I can feel you. You know that 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 beat on that mathematics record is, is crazy, mm-hmm. and you know I, I really forgot that DJ Premier even did that beat. Like that's crazy. When he played it, I was like, oh shit! Yeah. Like it's like here. So did I. I, forgot, um, I totally forgot that DJ Premier. Uh, produce that and that's the beauty of it man that's the beauty like we man it's it's beautiful but man if i had to oh, man why are y'all doing this to me <laughs> um yeah yeah that 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 most deaf record is is amazing i'm gonna have to get i'm gonna have to give it to uh premiere on that round that the maria record if y'all haven't heard it um like i said before it's a, it's a very very misogynistic record i don't think that that song would be able to come out today 
Uh, but it's it's still a great record. It's still a it's still a good beat that uh, RZA had on the Wu Tang Forever album. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Most Def Mathematics on that one. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with that. All right, you want to take the next round, or you want me to keep it going? Oh, uh, you probably got it better than me. Yeah, you you can just keep naming off the rounds. So let's see. I, I'm jumping around here. I'm not going through each round because there was a lot of it was, it was like thirty rounds or something like that. So I'm just jumping around, going to going to the records that we all love and uh, we all know and love the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one that um, I thought was interesting was uh, round eight when RZA did the Cold World Ooh. and the D'Angelo. Oh, <laughs> man. So I'll just go ahead and start this one off. I'm going to give it to DJ, DJ Premier because I think it was crazy how um, he kind of flipped that that D'Angelo record, mm-hmm. and, and uh, it, it made actually when I when I heard the Cold World record, it actually made it sound that much better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give that round to DJ Premier, and I love that Liquid Swords album, RZA. I love you, but DJ Premier got that round for me. Uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with uh, the same exact thing, even though um, Liquid Swords is probably one of my top albums, and actually Jizz is my favorite from Wu Tang. Like that's my that's the person. I think that fits me. Just he's my my person. It's like him and Ghostface, and I don't know. It, it goes like back and forth. But Jizza is my favorite from Wu Tang. But uh, as far as those two records, I'm gonna have to give it to DJ Premier because that that Devil's Pie is insane. DJ Premier. So we got we got DJ. Pre- Damn, we got DJ Premier at what is that? That's three to. That's 3-0. That's Uh-oh. damn. Uh-oh. <laughs> damn. And it's crazy because I feel like DJ Premier is about to take the next one too. So in round 10, they had Ghostface Motherless Child versus Jay-Z the Evils. Oh man. I, I'm I'm going to have to go with the Evils. Cause that record right there is insane. It's on Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt is just beautiful from beginning to end that is a classic album it's jay's first album it's just it's amazing i have no words it's it's definitely bj premier for me yeah i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to go with the evils on that one too uh the evils is one of my top five favorite jay records and if you really break down what he's actually talking about on that song I don't understand how people can say Jay is not a lyricist when you have songs, you have records like that. Because mm-hmm. that, that that record is ridiculous. All three verses are ridiculous. Jay came through and just, again, what I said on the last uh, podcast episode when I said that Jay, he, he was showing that he was a master in the beginning. Oh, like, it's sure. crazy. For sure. It's crazy. Uh, the next one, uh, around 11, uh, this one is going to be uh, kind of difficult. I don't even know, like, which way to go with this? We had verbal intercourse off of Only Built for Cuban Links, which is the record with Raekwon, Nas, and Ghostface Ooh. versus Nas is like, oh my god, I don't even know. <laughs> oh my, that's rough. Because Nas is like is one of the greatest records I've ever heard. Ooh. Yeah, and even even the way he starts it, freedom of jail, clips inserted, babies being born, same. My man is murdered at the beginning and end. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Uh, the beat, the beat on Nas is like, oh man, this is a difficult one. Oh, you know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy? I I think on this one, I'm gonna say Nas is like, but um, 
but as far as of course uh, those two albums um only built for Cuban links was of course way better but I'm gonna just I'm yeah. gonna give it to Nas as far as just these two songs but only built for Cuban links man that album is beautiful like top five top ten hip-hop albums all time yeah, y'all already know that's my favorite album of all time. I'm going to have to go with Verbal Intercourse on this one only because Nas's verse on Verbal Intercourse is ridiculous. Like, he he smashed. He smashed that verse. Like, you you have two, two God MCs, mm-hmm. Ghostface and Raekwon. And, I mean, Nas is a God MC, too, but just them three together, like that 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 record was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So I'm I'm gonna go with, uh, with verbal intercourse on that one. Yeah, because in a sense, it's like it's like uh, iron uh, iron sharpening iron. It's like they just make each other sharper on a song. It's insane. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so the next round, I got I skipped over to round fifteen, and I got um. My man Rizzo with the ODB, the shimmy shimmy, y'all shimmy yo shimmy. That's a classic. That that's a classic song. But wait, I'm not done. It's versus kicking the door. Oh, oh God. Um, so so automatically for me, it's kicking the door because I'm a huge Biggie fan, and yeah, and Life After Death is a beautiful album. Part one and two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with kicking the door, too. Uh, Biggie, rest in peace to Biggie Smalls, man. A lot of people, I feel like, just have him listed as a GOAT because he he we lost him so early. But, nah, man, like, with the lyrics, with the bars, with the punchlines, that that man was somewhere else with it. Like, he was, he was somewhere yeah, else. Uh, somewhere else. Out of space with his lyrics. It was insane. Yeah, man, that that's, you know, that's definitely, I would say, a top. I don't know. I might even say top three. Top three lyricists of all time. Yeah, I can say that. At least definitely in my top ten, for sure. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Biggie, man. Really. Um, the next one I got, I'm going to jump over to number 17 here. Um, it was Assassin's Day, or Assassination Day off the uh, Iron Man Ghostface album uh, versus New York State of Mind. Okay. I feel like I'm giving so many rounds to DJ Premier, but New York State of Mind is just like, uh, like that song is just everything to me. Like that's, that song is so amazing. Like you literally can, it's almost like you're walking with Nas when you hear that song. Like, and you didn't even, even if you haven't met him, it's like, you. it feels like you're walking with him. It's insane. I'm, I'm going to have to give it to New York State of Mind on that one. What you gonna what you gonna which side you gonna choose? Yeah, man, I, I agree hundred percent. I can I can rap New York State of Mind the whole entire the whole entire song just off the top of my exactly. head. Um, Assassination Day is is a great record. It's a it's a great posse cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's Ghostface on there. I think it's Master Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember who else is on. I know it's like five people on that record, but that that was a good posse cut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that New York State of Mind, and just the, just the fact that Nas did New York State of Mind in one oh, take, like, that trips me out every time. I was like, "How in the world did you do this in one take?" And it's so many words, so many lyrics. Uh, it's and it, it's not even uh that much of a hook. He just like they're just continuously saying New York State of Mind, but 
it's so many lines and it's just that that record is incredible oh yeah man definitely it's a i would say that that goes down as probably um maybe a top shit that may be the greatest Nas record i don't know you could have some arguments on that yeah i i could agree with that i could at least say that's top three uh greatest Nas records i've ever heard yeah so the last the last round that I kind of just wanted to jump to, because um, I believe I think they ended it. If I'm not mistaken, I think um, it, it was it was unanimous at the end. It was I think it was like Cream versus uh, I gave you power, and then once RZA uh, dropped Triumph, it was it was done after that. So that was that was over. I didn't know um, that. <laughs> Whatever, whatever round they played Cream or Triumph, I, I need to see what was going on against that song. Cause man, I'm pretty. I, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was RZA took it. I'm pretty. Yeah, sure. I, I don't even know what DJ Premier song was playing against Triumph or against Cream, but I just know Triumph and Cream won. You know, it's crazy. Like now that we're actually having the conversation about this, like when I was watching it, mm-hmm. I was going nuts over over uh rizza but now that i'm actually thinking about it thinking about all the records that dj premier uh played i'm just kind of like damn i'm kind of having to go back on mm-hmm. everything that i was <laughs> initially thinking yeah i think it's because uh we was like in the moment when we were both watching it because uh i was i was going back and forth i, I couldn't i didn't know because it would be like dj premier would play something and then next thing you know rizza would play something crazy i'll be like oh i don't even know uh but yeah, it's like when you kind of go back, you kind of like reassess on who won what round, and uh, it's like it it actually changes up a little bit. So yeah, I'm actually glad we're talking about this. Yeah, and I can't remember what round it was, but um, long kiss good night mm. off of off of uh, life after death. Mm-hmm. I did this is this is a world premiere here first. I had no idea RZA produced that record. Same, hundred percent. Did not know, literally till actually today. Uh, yeah, I did not know until today uh, when I like when I saw those different songs. Like, I did not know that. I was like, dang, I didn't know Biggie was working with with RZA, and uh, like I knew he was working with people in Wu Tang, but that's that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, like when I when he when RZA turned that on, I was like. God damn. I was like, oh shit. So I think honestly, if if Rizzo would have did more production for other MCs, it would have been that that shit would have been crazy, man. That shit would have been nuts. I think that's what it was. I think it's the fact that Rizza had played so much Wu Tang. And it was like a couple people, it was a couple people in there that wasn't Wu Tang. Like it was uh Kanye Dark Fantasy, which is a classic record. Uh and then you know that Biggie song, like uh, and it was just like so. It was, but it was so much Wu Tang. But yeah, I think about if he did, if he produced for like Nas, like a lot of songs for Nas, or if he did like songs for Jay, like it would been, it would have been so different too. That would have been crazy. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, the last, the last round that I had, um was incarcerated Scarfaces off of Only Built for Cuban Links versus Boom, which was uh off of Royce to Five Nines first uh project. Oh I so I love Boom by Royce to Five Nine. 
But uh, I'm going to have to give it to Rizzo on this one. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Cars Ray Scarfaces, that's that's one of the best records on that on that album. Uh, Ray, Raekwon walked all over that shit. You know, shout out to Royce of 5'9". Anytime when Royce of 5'9 and DJ Premier work together, it's magical. The Prime Prime album, oh, yeah. magical. Prime two, oh yeah. Magic. Great album. So, great, yeah, great, any, anytime great they albums, work together. Actually, two, I think it's two Prime albums. Yeah, yeah, it's two Prime albums. And uh, yeah, on the first album, we got that uh, 1J Electronica verse where he sounded like he was in the deep depths of hell. <laughs> Man. J Electronica. But, yeah, we're off that. Not to not to go back that way. But um, yeah, man, that was the battle, man. I mean, really looking back on it now, I'm kind of like backpedaling on what I was saying earlier. Like, I'm really thinking I'm going to have to kind of give that one to DJ Premier because he kind of he kind of surprised me. And I think what really kind of took it for me was the fact that DJ Premier has just done a lot of stuff. He's, he's worked with a lot of a lot of MCs, a lot of different artists. There's a lot of uh, stuff that I didn't even get to go over. I didn't even get to go over you know, the records that he did with MOP and Group Home and uh, J. Rue the Damager. And um, I'm pretty sure he had a couple of Mobby records. <laughs> yeah, Gangstar Records. Oh, yeah, definitely Gangstar. Rest in peace, Group. Yeah. Rest, how could I forget that, man? I'm, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest in peace, Group. For real. Um, but you you kind of agree with the same sentiment. We're going with DJ Premier. Oh, 100% DJ Premier. And and that doesn't take anything away from RZA because RZA is literally one of the goats. Yeah, man, I feel like people are going to be kind of surprised that I'm going with DJ Premier because I'm such a Wu Tang fanatic. Like everything, everything Wu Tang does, man, they just can't do no wrong for me. I love all of the the beats that RZA does. You know, of course, I love all of them individually. There's ten niggas in that group. <laughs> That's a lot of dudes. I love them individually. Um, shout out to Wu Tang, shout out to RZA, shout out to DJ Premier, shout out to Swizz Beats and Timberland for making this happen. Y'all, y'all are the ones that really need to get the credit because y'all made this happen. Oh yeah, girl, shout out to them for real. This has been the honestly, this is the, uh, I've been a lot of people been hating this uh you know uh this uh pandemic and all of this you know being quarantined inside and all of this, but honestly, it's been a blessing in disguise because it's given um. DJs and producers chances to play new music, play old music, get people's votes on who they thought had a better round, who they thought won overall. And it's just, I don't know, it's creating a a lot of fun for the culture, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of fun, a whole, whole lot of fun. And I hope they keep this going because there's a couple of people that I kind of want to see. Yo, before we get off of this, I want to I want to ask. I seen where people were trying to get Ja Rule and 50 Cent to go hit for hit. <laughs> I saw that same exact thing. I've been I've been keeping up with that stuff too. That's insane. Uh do you want to see that actually? Or or no? I 100 percent want to see it because I want to see 50 Cent clown Ja Rule for an hour on Instagram Live. Who don't want to see that? I do too. <laughs> Yeah, we, we hey yo, we gotta make that one. We gotta make that happen one time for the culture. So, Fifty Cent, John Rule. I know y'all ain't listening, but you know, one day I hope you will. We need to make this happen. We need to make this whole this 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 hit thing happen. Y'all need to, you know, I mean, I know y'all had y'all's issues or whatever. Uh, but you know, it's time to grow up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are both forty years old or however old y'all. Are. I don't even know how old y'all are, but it's time to grow up. Let's do it one time for the culture and make it happen. Yeah, I say, I say, even if they don't mess with each other, like they don't. 
even if they not cool, I say they just do it for the culture one time and then they just don't even got to mess with each other ever again. I say just do it one time just for the culture. Yeah, one time for the culture. That would be definitely a sight to see. <laughs> Man, that would be so interesting. I'm really just thinking about it. Like, what would the conversation be? Honestly, I don't even think there would be a conversation. I think it would just be a, a play your play your song, nigga, and that's it. Yeah, that's literally how I can see it going. Yeah, and that's it. But um, let's go ahead and uh pump the brakes on the on the RZA and DJ Premier, and let's let's take a left here. Let's uh let's discuss the internet's biggest sensation, Takashi Six Nine. Oh man. So, you know, I know that whole situation of him snitching and, you know, the it, it's, you know, that whole situation was actually just kind of weird. Like when you look back on it, mm-hmm. um, how everything kind of transpired and everything. But, you know, I just want to make this quick and brief. You know, I don't want to stay on Takashi 69 too long because I feel like the more we talk about Takashi 69, the more, you know, we're adding on to his his trolling and for people to go look at, you know, all the shit that he has going on. So I don't want to shed too much light on Takashi 69, but. Do you um or how how do you feel about him coming, you know, out of jail, you know, a little bit earlier than he was supposed to and kind of capitalizing and and trolling the internet even more than what he was doing before um just with the whole snitching thing. Like it's kind of, it's almost like he's kind of like embracing the fact that he snitched. Um that's that's an interesting point. Um actually I think Actually, I, I think it doesn't surprise me, actually. None of this actually surprises me because I felt like he wasn't going to be in jail long and all of that stuff. And then uh, I knew he was going to use that as leverage to kind of put him back in the limelight again. I was like, he's he's going to kind of capitalize on him getting out of jail, being a snitch, because it's it's controversy and it's just keeping his name out there. So I knew when he got out, I knew it was going to be this again. And I was just like, they're going to talk about how he was a snitch and all of that. And, but I knew he was going to capitalize on it just because that's the type of person he is. He, he feeds off hype. He, he wants to be that person in the moment. Uh, he just, he likes that type of attention, but uh, not saying it's good or bad, but I'm just saying that's, that's just him as a person. Like he, he likes, he likes attention on him. So whether it's good or bad, he, he likes the publicity and it, for him, it's probably just going to put more money in his pocket. So that's that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you on on uh, my end here. I didn't really I didn't really know how it was going to go, man. I didn't know if he was going to get out and, you know, people were going to be after him trying to kill him. I didn't know if he was going to be accepted back into the industry. I really didn't know. But now that I'm seeing um DJ Academics, he's actually been posting how quickly Takashi 69s followers have been going up. And it really just kind of put things into perspective to me. Like, I guess, I guess we're just in a time where like people just don't give a fuck anymore about being authentic. And I guess, I guess it's kind of a lost, um, you know, be, being a street dude is kind of like a lost art, I guess. I don't know if, if there's any, like, really street dudes anymore or, like, I don't I don't know nothing about that. I don't come from that life. I don't know nothing about street life or code or nothing like that. But 
you know, it, I don't know. I guess it's just crazy to me that people are embracing him. I feel like people are embracing him more than what they were before, which is nuts. A hundred percent. Like, I, I agree a hundred percent. He's bigger now, it seems like, than he was when he was actually consistently putting out music. And I I just knew that that was going to happen because that's kind of how a lot of people in the industry are. It's like, like whatever kind of gets publicity, and sometimes the bad publicity, the the bad publicity could uh, be the thing that makes that person more famous. It's like you're known for something worse, but in the sense you're more famous. So it, I, I saw I saw it working to his advantage in a sense. Yeah, and that actually that can you know we can actually this could be an interesting conversation because I guess it just kind of makes me think nowadays does it even matter like about the music anymore like does it like do you just have to be like somewhat of a personality to kind of to kind of win win fans over do they even really care about the music because I feel like with Takashi Six Nine with the kind of music that he makes I feel like people are more attracted to him for his trolling his trolling is what kind of got him to where he now now I, and, and don't get me wrong i, I like to uh six nine's music like i said before it reminds me of uh dmx it's just a dude that's just yelling you know i'm gonna cut you and stab you and shoot you in the microphone <laughs> three minutes and i you know what i'm saying I, I i'm a hardcore listener i fuck with i fuck with hardcore hip-hop so i like to cost six nine but it really kind of brings the conversation is does the does the music even matter anymore? And we, we can have this conversation on another episode of the podcast, but it really it really just makes things interesting for me. Like I wanna know like do people even care about the quality of the music anymore? Uh I think I think uh I think some, uh, a lot of I think some people do and then I think some people don't. They're just into whatever sales, whatever has the most drama, uh whatever gets the most attention is where they're gonna put their attention. So uh I think, yeah, whatever has the most attention. So a lot of people are, are going to, uh, they're going to, it's going to draw them when they hear uh, things about people going on in the industry. So, yeah, it, it makes me think too, like, is, do people really care about music or, or like the real, like, like the real music in the culture or do they just care, uh, care about the unnecessary things going out, going on outside of it? Like, I guess it's a part of the culture, but in a sense, it's like, it's a lot of nonsense and craziness going on. So it's like, but you know, we, we try to brace the, we try to embrace the good stuff in the culture, but you know, I guess it's all a part of it, you know? So. Yeah. And then earlier, you know, I, I know I said that I didn't want to shed, you know, too much light on Takashi six, nine. Um, I just want to kind of clear that up. I, I do like Takashi six, nine's music. I don't like, the image, I don't like what he's trying to portray. I don't like the trolling. We've lost too many of our young hip-hop artists to senseless acts of violence, and I don't like uh, the promotion of that. And I don't know if he's going to be on that whenever he finally decides to, you know, show his face. But, you know, I, I, I like Takashi 6 ix music. Um, you know, I don't, I don't promote any other any other violence that he does outside of his music the music is going to be the music that's just going to be the content mm -hmm. but you know uh moving forward man i don't really know like what to like what to think about takashi 69 um i guess only time will tell i guess we can try to uh we can just all we can do now is just wait and see what his next move is um i know he said he's planning on dropping two albums one spanish and one english 
Are you even interested in hearing those albums? Uh, yeah, of course, the English one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm interested in hearing how it how it'll sound. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm not just like a super huge fan, but you know, like to work out too. He got music. He got good music to work out to when you just in the zone or whatever. But I'm not just an avid listener. But yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever he drops, just because uh, it's definitely part of like my workout routine. So. It'll definitely be interesting uh, to hear what he has to say. I wonder will we hear anything new as far as uh, what's been going on in his life or anything prison-wise. Or I'm I'm interested. I'm I'm wondering what he's going to be talking about uh, in this new thing in this new album. Or so it yeah it'll be interesting just to hear what he has to say. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that kid, man. But um, so yeah, that'll wrap up episode two. Uh, everybody out there, stay healthy, stay blessed. Uh, this coronavirus is still going on, so everybody just continue to stay in the house, continue to wash your hands, wear your masks, uh, do whatever you got to do to stay healthy and stay safe. And uh, yeah, peace and love and blessings to everybody. Hey, yeah, peace and love. <laughs>